Hello, and welcome to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about upcoming events, this podcast, and for other resources, visit candygibbs.com. Good to see you tonight, and glad that you have come out. But I've got a few questions for you, and we'll get into those here in a second. But the first thing I want to do is, is give you a little bit of background of who's talking to you. Um, and it's not the guy standing in front of you, okay? I want to go ahead and make that very well known that the words that I'm about to speak are not from me, all right? They are from your Father and your Creator that He's placed on me and asked me to deliver to you. Um, And I want you to know that's a personal message. That's not something that He has designed um, for a public hearing. What you hear tonight is specifically designed just for you, and I have confidence in saying that. Um, honestly, because I have no idea what I'm going to say. Well, maybe a little bit. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> I, I struggle with microphones, and I have since I was um, very little. I don't like being on stage, and I've made that very obvious since I'm down here, unless I need to be on stage so you could hear me better or see me better. Um, and I asked that before I, I came up here. Is it okay if I just get, get real for a second? And some of these guys have heard that before. And just talk to you and have a conversation is what I would like to do. So if you'll give me a, a few minutes here to tell you a little, about, a little bit about this human being standing in front of you, um, it might make a little bit more sense of how we're going to communicate tonight. Um, my name is Justin Schultz. And I grew up in a church, went to church almost every Sunday, almost every Sunday night, and almost every Wednesday night. That was just what we did. Yeah. How many of you have heard that? Because I'm pretty sure you guys haven't experienced that. It just isn't a common thing anymore uh, that, the, that people go to church that much. And many times you're going to hear, that's not good. I'm going to flip that on Satan tonight and say that's really good because the church is no longer a location, all right? You guys are the church. You guys are the ones taking people to church with that one-on-one communication. I want to encourage you there. That's my number one focus tonight is to encourage you in what you are doing Um, because the world and Satan wants to discourage you from doing what God has called you to do. And everyone sitting here, everyone standing here has a purpose. Our responsibility in that, guys, is to be open to what that is. Satan will send fear. He'll send lies. He'll send everything he can to keep you away from your purpose. And some of you have already experienced some of those things and and have openly shared that with your friends and have drawn more people to know Christ because of your experiences. So I want to encourage you, don't stop. No matter what gets in the way, don't stop sharing those experiences. And that's why I'm standing here is because not of the encouragement that I received all throughout my life, but many times the discouragement and that one person that would step up and say, hey, keep going, all right? When you get knocked down, get back up. I'm a big Rocky Balboa fan. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah, we're showing our age, Candy. 
Um, yeah, these, these guys are probably watching the fifth and sixth one when you and I got to experience the first one when it first came out, you know, back in 1978. Wow. I think it was. Uh, yeah, that's, sorry, Candy. Um, but he says in, in one of his last movies, it's, it's not <clears throat> how hard you can hit, right? So many times we hear that from the world. You've got to be tough and you've got to be able to smack somebody. You've got to be able to, to fight with all your might and, and roll through. And, and he says it differently. He says it to his son. And that's what was really, really important to me is he told his son, he said, son, it's, it's not how hard you can hit. It's how hard you can take a hit and get back up and keep going. As that's modeled all throughout Scripture, that's not a fact. I mean, that's not a feeling. That's a fact. Okay, and that's, that leads me into what I really want to um, discuss with you. Okay, so feel free. I, this is not a sit and get session. All right? It's not sit and get. I want you to throw things back at me. I want you to ask questions. I want you to encourage your neighbor when you hear something that they probably need to hear because of one of your conversations earlier today or earlier this week or even this year. Nudge them. Hold them accountable. Um, that's a fact. Okay, that's not a feeling either. So uh, do that tonight. So I've got a couple of questions. So I, I just told you I've got a couple of questions. How many of you went, oh, my gosh, I just came out of exams. I don't need more questions. All right. That's really not why I showed up here tonight was to get quizzed again. So it's not a quiz. It's really not. There's not a wrong answer. You've already passed. You're, you made the grade. It, it's done. Okay. No wrong answers. This is a conversation. Why are you guys sitting here tonight? Why'd you come? I'll remind you, this conversation. I <laughs> uh, really want some, some feedback here. Charlie invited me. Simple enough. Pretty cool, huh? I, I'm, I'm going to side with you. I'm here because they asked me to. It's as simple as that. An invitation many times creates the opportunity to experience Jesus in a whole new way. Simply by saying, you want to go? And, and for some reason, Satan throws out there or the world throws out there, oh, they won't want to go. You're going to embarrass yourself. It's going to be uncomfortable. You hear all the, am I right? Am I, you picking up what I'm putting down? Yeah, this is real, guys. This, this is real. And that's, that's where I want to be with you. I, I want you to be able to reach out to the people around you and talk about these things. It's as simple as she came because she was asked. Right? That's pretty easy. Go ahead and admit to it, you guys that are wanting to say, I came for Chick-fil-A. <laughs> it's okay. It's real. So I, I want to visit with you a little bit about what is real, um, what, is, what is factual, okay? Um, give me some facts about 2020. Starts with a two, it ends with a zero. That's factual. What are some other facts about the year 2020? 
That is a fact. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. A year like we've never had before. And here's another fact. 2019 was a year like we've never had before. And 2018 was too. You know what? In 2021, it's going to be like no other year. That's a fact. Right? Does anybody disagree with what we just said? So sometimes things are thrown at us to initiate how we feel about it. Okay, this, guys, this is going to land, and I don't want to step on your toes too hard. And if you're afraid to have your, your toes stepped on, just scoot them back a little bit because I'm going to go after them. Because I've already stepped on mine. God, God did that earlier today. So I've got to share this with you. I want to talk to you about some facts. <clears throat> the fact of the matter is, God came, God sent His Son as a gift to die for you, to die for me, so that we don't get what we deserve. That's a fact. How many of you have heard the song, Evidence? Anybody? His goodness, yeah, I know you've heard it. I sent it to you. If you have not heard that song, um, one of those guys that raised their hand, you get that from them tonight because his goodness is all around. But we, the fact is Satan wants to blind us from seeing his goodness because that draws us further from him instead of to him. He sent his son to die for you. <clears throat> those of us that have experienced the salvation of our Savior and professed with our mouth that he is our Savior. We are saved. That's a fact. Too many times the world wants to show that as a feeling. When you're saved, you feel different, right? Um, they, they build it up to I should, my heart should beat faster. Uh, I should be tingly. Um, all of these feelings. And, and I'm not saying that doesn't happen, okay? Don't, don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. Hear what I am saying. You aren't saved because you feel different. And here's my fact behind that. <clears throat> Being saved can feel good. Right? But that's not what saves you. It's not based on a feeling. It's not based on anything other than God's Word. The fact of what He did for us. <clears throat> All throughout Scripture. And I'm going to share some, some Scriptures with you. Um, and I have no idea, honestly, why the scriptures that were laid on my heart today throughout this week uh, were laid there. Uh, but I, I'm going to share them with you. And, and like I said, God has a word for you, specifically designed for you. And wherever that lands tonight is, is just for you. <clears throat> Proverbs 3.5. And if you guys are, are taking notes, great. If you're not, I'll 
they're recording this so you can go back and, and hear these things. But Proverbs 3, 5, Jeremiah 29, 11, and John 15, 13, Romans 12, 12. I said those really fast for a reason to put a little bit of stress on you and make you feel differently than you did two minutes ago. How many of you got all four of them? Nobody. Good. How many of you are stressed right now because you didn't get all four of them? Say them again. What I'm doing is I'm, I'm pressing on your feelings. I don't want to revert back to the facts. Proverbs 3, 5. Jeremiah 29, 11. John 15, 13. And Romans 12, 12. And I will go through each one of those um, and, and we'll talk about them. You guys haven't said much. Anyone know Proverbs 3, 5? You guys have just come through exams. Here I am pressing on you. All right, Proverbs 3, 5. Kinsley, have you got it? Almost. I'll talk a little bit longer and then I'll let you read it to us. Yes, please. Okay. In all your ways, submit to him, and he'll make your path straight. I, I told Candy before I got up here, I was really anxious to see your faces uh, because I wanted to see what it was like to be in college again, all right, or preparing to go to college, to be that age again and see that, that youthfulness, that eagerness to hear what some stranger has to say to me and, and figure out why I'm listening to him. Um, Proverbs 3, 5, once again, says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. How do you trust in something with all your heart? There's no plan B. I like that. Anybody else? Kylie, what you just said, even when it's painful, feeling, scary, feeling, ashamed, feeling. See how the world tries to spin that on you? Even when all of those feelings, even when there's a fear of no plan B, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's what trusting is, is, is there's no turning back. Right? When you decided... I'm going to follow Christ. That's plan A. There is no plan B. You trust in that. No matter what the feeling, no matter what the fear, no matter what the pain is, you trust in that with all your heart. And then it goes on to say, and lean not. All right? Don't side with what you think. I had a a coach told me one time, uh, he said it to his team here recently, who cares? Work hard. I, 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 it doesn't matter what you think. When you trust with all your heart, 
You don't lean on your own thoughts, your own understanding. Has anybody in this room other than me asked God why? I see some head nods. <laughs> I see some big head nods of, yeah. Have you ever been told that that's not right? Yeah? That's a lie. That's a lie. I have not found that in Scripture. As <clears throat> uh, I'm going to branch off here and I'll come back to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. There's two types of ways to communicate, right? There's two types of ways, two types of ways that God speaks to us, okay? And I'm going to do my best to define these. <clears throat> he reveals things to us, all right? In other words, when we're alone with him, he reveals things to us. As we're reading scripture, oh, wow, that, that has a whole new meaning. Let, let me give you a couple of examples of that. We've been studying um, Genesis with, I have a group of coaches that I meet with on Tuesday mornings. Phenomenal men. Uh, we're reading Genesis. You guys know the story in Genesis, right? It's the creation of the earth. I was blown away. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I'm almost half a century. Okay, I'm not there yet, but I'm almost there. So I've been doing this, like I told you, since I was this big, church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, we were there. I've read Genesis I don't know how many times, and it took until I was the age that I am now, almost half a century, for God to reveal to me, and this may blow your mind, it blew mine. Did you know, in Scripture, it says He created light, and dark. Did you guys know that? It's okay to say yes, you did. You're, you're smarter than I am. You just got out of exams. You're in college. You're working towards that education, getting that degree. Yeah, he created light and dark. But here's the cool part. He created light and dark before he created the sun and the moon. How do you do that? Right? That's not how I would have done it. I mean, the sun gives me light. The moon tells me it's dark. Lean not on my understanding. i got to trust in him. Why do you do that? He's going to reveal that to me one day. But I've got to continue to trust him with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. That's one example of the way that God reveals things to us when we continue to develop that relationship with him. Right? It's our responsibility to seek Him. And He even tells us in Scriptures how we should seek Him. So anybody remember, God, I'm asking so many stinking questions to guys that don't want to be asked questions. He tells us to seek Him first, right? Not second. Seek Him first. And all these things will be added to you, when you put him first, when you peel back everything else that gets in the way, when you seek him first, then he starts to reveal his goodness. He starts to reveal those things that we walked past 15 times. We man looked at them and didn't see them. And then all of a sudden, come on, that was too quick. <laughs> Kylie was like, yeah, that was a man look. Yeah, mm -hmm, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've got a daddy, man looks all the time. And I walk up and I show him exactly where it is in the refrigerator. Dad, we do have a gallon of milk. It was right here. Am I speaking truth? Yes. 
do it all the time. Because I really got upset and my feelings overshadowed the fact of the situation. All right, I'll come back to that. Um, so he reveals to us is one way he communicates. The other way is exactly what we're doing tonight. He spoke to me, and I'm telling you what he said. And that's the communicated word. Okay, guys, that's, that's good stuff right there. If I would have known that at your age, and I wouldn't be speaking to 22 people, I'd be speaking to 20,000 people. That, that's, let me say that again. There's two ways that God speaks to you. He will reveal things to you personally in your one-on-one -on -one time with him, and he will communicate his word through other people. What's the risk there? What could the risk be in that communicated word? Man, I'm making you guys think. You're up to it. You chose to come here tonight, guys. I'm telling you. Thought you were going to get a break. Not yet. What's that? Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Yeah, there's a risk there because <clears throat> my intentions... My bad. <laughs> my intentions <clears throat> may not be as pure as they look, right? I may be up here saying, yeah, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this. That's why I had Miss Carter over there read that, so that it wasn't me speaking God's word to you. It was also another believer. Okay, the risk in that is the vulnerability. I could be misleading you. I could be trying to deceive you. So the communicated word, we have a responsibility there to verify that. Okay? Too many times we listen to the pastor. We listen to the guy on TV. We listen to the guy on the radio. We listen to the worship pastor or to the, the guy on the radio that's singing the worship song. And all of a sudden, instead of basing our feelings on the fact. We're basing it on what they said in the song. Or we base it on what we heard someone else say. And we didn't hear God's word. Okay? Trust in him with all your heart. Not on your own understanding. You have a responsibility to spend that time with him. Speaking of time. Um, spend that time with him to get the revelation. Okay, started with Genesis. There is a revelation at the end of the Bible. I encourage you to fill in the gaps between those two books. Uh, there's a lot there. There's a lot of facts there. Um, next verse that I had for you. Jeremiah 29, 11. Anybody heard that one before? Pretty popular. Why is it so popular? That's my question. Again, more questions. Maddie Gibbs, why is that one popular? Because everyone's wondering what the plans are that the Lord gave him. Man. And so, this one is mm -hmm. that big, that's a big word in both of those. Trust. Hmm? Yeah. What else in 2911? I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. How does that make you feel? Somebody else knows what's in store for you. 
Dude. Guys, I'm sorry. I wish I could stand still, but it's just not in my nature. <clears throat> How does that make you feel? Hopeful. Hopeful? Secure. Secure. Yeah. Any other feelings about 2911? Quiet group. That's all right. <clears throat> How many of you believe your Creator has a plan for you? I mean, truly believe. Because I'm going to revert back to how much of that plan do you know right now? Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you about the revelation I had this last week. <clears throat> As a personal story, and um, I'll apologize to my son for sharing it. Um, I uh, didn't ask his permission to do this. I won't tell you which son it is, but it's one of mine, okay? We had a, a disagreement um, over something, and he told me, he said, hey, Dad, I just feel disrespected. Ugh. And I didn't get it. I didn't understand why he, was, he felt disrespected. My intentions behind what happened, and, and I'll just tell you what happened. I did something without him knowing, kind of, okay? He knew it was going to happen. He just didn't know when. So it happened, and then I had the choice to tell him when it happened, knowing that it was going to hurt him again, okay? So the first time I told him, I said, hey, we, we need to do this, and and it upset him, but he agreed. And a month went by, and then what I told him was going to happen, happened without him knowing. And I had the choice to make right then. I could call him and say, hey, it happened, and go through that emotional feeling of hurt again. And I discussed this with my, my wife. I said, should I call him, or should I just let him find out? Because it's never the intention of a parent to hurt their kids. As the world's going to tell you otherwise, and they're going to try to, to, to pull you apart. It's never the intention of a, of a parent, of a father, to hurt their kids. That's not the intent. <clears throat> and I, I knew this was going to, so I, I avoided it. I, I thought, you know, it'll be a softer blow if he discovers this on his own. <clears throat> He found out, and that's where he felt disrespected. And he told me, he said, Dad, I feel disrespected because you didn't think I was mature enough to handle the truth. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, ugh. And, and all I could say was, you know, you're right. And that's where the conversation could have ended, but it didn't. In the moment of how he felt, he said some other things that were not truthful. You know, how he felt in the moment created some other facts, created some other facts that were not truthful. And I had to remind him, I'm your dad. 
That's not the truth. I didn't want to hurt you. I've done all of these things building up to the age that you are now to teach you this and to help you understand. And I had that God moment. And that voice in the back of my head said, Justin, that's what I've been doing to you since you were this big. I know the plan. My plan is never to harm you. It's never to hurt you. It's to teach you and show you and direct you. So when you stand up and say you feel disrespected, nobody cares. Work harder. All right? Trust me in this process. Don't lean on your own understanding. I've got the plan. Just follow me. Okay, guys? He wants that relationship with you in the sense of it's not sitting yet. He's not that type of God. He could be. But you tell me, was it sit and get when Jesus came to the earth? You all realize how long ago that was? Take a guess. This is an easy one. Remember how we started? 2,020 years ago. That's, that's why our years are labeled the way that they are. Good one. A plus. <clears throat> so, at that time, you know the story. As Jesus grew, some bad things happened. It was a terrible year when he was mm, six or seven, I think it was, or two. Maybe it was two. They decreed kill all the babies. That was a bad year, wasn't it? I don't think anybody could say that was a, a good year. And if we base it just on the feeling of that year, time stops. But we had to base it on the fact. The fact was there was a Savior walking around, and they didn't want the world to know. So the feeling of fear was sent out um, to try to drive him away. Fear can't drive your Savior away. So when you're afraid to say, hey, Come with me, stand firm, walk through. Lots of other scriptures here. I'm running out of time. Um, want to get to them real quickly. Are you guys still picking up what I'm putting down? Mm-hmm. Yes. John 15, 13. Favorite verse in the entire Bible other than John 3, 16. John 15, 13. Uh, Jesus tells his disciples, No greater love is there and the love of a friend that would lay down his life for those friends. So when we want to feel respected and we want to feel like, you know, we're, we're, we're understanding everything that God's laid out for us, um, and I don't have time to invite that person, or I don't have time to listen to that person. I've got to study. I've got things to do. I've got this, 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 and this. And we turn the world to be our world instead of his world, and we fight all those battles, John 15, 13 needs to ring back through to you. When Jesus says there's no greater love than to lay down your life, when I see that, what was revealed to me is my life is not my heart beating. My life is what I do on a daily basis. My life is Thursday nights 
being able to chill out at home because Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are taken up with something else. So when, when I was asked to do this, my response was, oh, let me check my calendar. Do I really want to do that? It's another thing on another night. Uh, the world is crashing in. I just need one of those nights. I just need a little bit of respect where I can relax one night and take it easy. And John 15, 13 pops into my head and says, no greater love than to lay down your life for someone else's. As I need you, this world needs you. Your Savior needs you to take that verse and use it every minute of every hour of every day of every month of every year as long as you walk the face of this earth. And out of obedience, you'll be blessed beyond measure. That's not a feeling. <laughs> okay? That's not a feeling. That's a fact. This is the last analogy I'm going to give you with fact and feeling. <clears throat> it's a fact. Your Savior died for you. And I'm pretty sure it didn't feel very good. So if we base our relationship with Christ on how he felt as he hung on that cross, it's not very good. But the fact of the matter is he didn't stay there. Guys, we need in the year of 2020. It's like that light keeps moving. <laughs> is it? Are y'all sliding it? I'm almost done. Um, as it, it's so important. John 15, 13. <clears throat> and I'll leave you with this. I know you can't believe that after I've talked as long as I have, that I really didn't know what I was going to say. But I really didn't. Um, I want to leave you with Romans 12, 12. Second favorite verse for me in the Bible. Um, Callie, have you got that one pulled up there? <gasps> hey, go for it. I love memory verses. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction. What's affliction? Trouble. Things that don't make us feel very good. All right? The feeling. And then the fact behind that. Faithful in prayer. Every day. Pray without ceasing. Praying is talking to your Savior. Communicating with Him. Communication with your Savior. And in prayer is not you saying all the words. It's also listening, like you have done tonight. Guys, I cannot appreciate that any more than I do. I, I love seeing your faces. I love that you're here wanting to know more about this. I told you that God gave that to me to give to you. Now, your job is to take that, let him communicate with you, reveal things to you, and don't hold on to it. All right? John 15, 13. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And Jeremiah 29, 11 will get you through to Romans 12, 12, without a doubt. I love college kids. Absolutely love. I love kids, but I love college kids. And this is why. You're searching. You're looking for something to do. 
And I love that you chose to do this tonight. Well done, good and faithful servants. Thanks for listening to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. For more information and other resources, visit candygibbs.com.